Hello everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today I am joined by Candace and we are going to be talking about episode 7 of the Kindred TV show. Hi! Let's just immediately get right into it. Um, we start off with Sarah not letting Carrie read, which just like they ruined Sarah. They really did. I they just ruin to... the fuck out of Sarah, dude. Like, yeah. I don't understand why they why they try to like make her a combatant toward Dana and Dana no. combative toward her. Like, instead of them uplifting and inspiring each other. Like, I have so many notes about Aunt Sarah from this episode, and it just breaks my heart. She's just mean. Like, she is for no reason. No reason. Like they made her like vindictive. Yep. And like that's not who she is as a character. At all. I don't understand. It's because Dana already has a mother in this universe, but it's not mm-hmm. like her mother is motherly in this universe. So they could have yeah. still had Aunt Sarah. Like they could have shown black solidarity. They should they could have shown black woman solidarity, right? Black mm-hmm. femme solidarity, which is like a big deal. But instead they chose to pit these two incredible characters against each other, which like Aunt Sarah has arguably been there the longest, right? She says, I've been on this plantation the longest out of anybody. So she would be the person who has the realest info. Why would she be vindictive? Like, was she, has she, are, are they trying to tell us that she's been vindictive to slaves this entire time and everybody that's been sold off, it's because she's awful? Like, yeah. what? You know what I mean? Like, what? I don't know. And then she it's like really blames, gross. she's like blaming Olivia and blaming Dana for all the troubles that occur. And I'm like, no. Like, you blame Tom, you know, yeah. the one causing the problems. Yeah. And, like, Aunt Sarah does have a moment where she's like, no, when, you know, w- with the whole reading thing, right? Which, yeah. like, first of all, like, why aren't they reading in the cookhouse? Yeah. Like, Tom never goes in the cookhouse. Why are they reading in whatever other room that is? I'm like, where are that's they? That's the Jezebel like, cabin. That's the Jezebel cabin. I'm like, yep. why? Anyway, like, that's the one place on the plantation outside of his home that he would go. Why would you read in there, right? Like, that's number one. And then number two, like, the idea she won't let Carrie read, like, Dana wins that, 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 like, that's like a two second argument in the book where, where she's like, I'm worried for my daughter. You don't understand. Like, all my other kids have been sold off for me. I can't lose another one. And Dana's like, listen, you might lose another one, whether you want to or not, because he's volatile and you never know what's coming. At least if she can read, like, she's empowered. And that's how she wins over Sarah. It's like a yeah. it's like a one and done conversation. And mm-hmm. instead, they're just like, not only is this de- mute girl gonna just be silent for the rest of her life, but also she can't read. Like, what? Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm. So, I don't understand. They like destroyed the storyline and like are attempting to pick up the pieces. Yep. Like they're laying the foundation of picking up the pieces in this episode, and it's so bad. It's terrible. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't have just told the story the way that it was. All they had to do was just give you more exposition. It's not as though it couldn't have stretched to however many seasons they wanted. Like, it's such a waste of time. Considering how everything kind of wraps in this episode, like, Mm -hmm. it's a complete waste of time. Yeah. It feels like you've been sent on a wild goose chase and there was never a goose. I'm just sad. I'm upset. I'm hurt and I'm offended deeply yeah deeply and then we've got luke being upset with tom and like yelling at him which sure yeah that's how that would go i guess slaves can yell in the face of their masters and not get fucking beat all right i guess yeah fine (laughs) let's suspend all belief and reason (laughs) i just 
I don't understand how we have to have like the distinct like lack of reality now. Like, why yeah. is that happening? I don't know. And then like you've got the situation with Kevin talking to Dana, like Dana's like, uh, cause 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 fucking Tom is like, we're going into town. And Dana's like, oh no, like don't go into town. Like you can't, you know, oh what you know, can I come? Whatever. And I'm like, this is so stupid, man. This is so fucking yeah. dumb. So like Tom's like, we're going into town, and Kevin's like, uh, okay, I guess we're going into town. Mm-hmm. And like Dana's like, don't go into town. And Kevin's like, well, I mean, we could go home. Wink, wink. To Dana. Wink. And I'm like, could you, though? I don't. I don't I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. Literally. Why do you keep asking her to take you home when you know it doesn't work like that? Like, and then, like, suddenly she has a purpose, right? Like, she's, like, like all of a sudden she has this purpose, like, for, like, saving people. She's, like, I'm going to save everyone. We can't yeah. leave. If we leave, what's going to happen, everybody? We have to save people. And I'm, like, that was the best part of the book for me. Yeah. The best part of the book for me was the moment, which happens pretty quickly, that Dana realizes she can't save everyone. She can't make slavery go away. She can't free all of these people. It's impossible. There's no way for her to do that. All she can do is make sure what happens, happens. That's all Mm -hmm. she can do. She can't alter history. She can't change time. All she can do is make sure something that's already going to happen is guaranteed to happen. That's literally all she can do to affect this world is make sure it happens. And like, to me, that's such a much more compelling, like, plot twist and plot device because all times all time travel stories are about going back and killing hitler all time travel stories are about going back and you know changing that one little butterfly wing that then turns into great change in the future right like even if it's in a bad way even if that's like the crux of the problem of the story every time travel story that's it right Mm -hmm. what do you change what do you leave the same instead this is how do you refrain from changing when you Mm -hmm. know you probably could and like that is like revolutionary that idea right of how do you keep your cool how do you watch these atrocities what does that how taxing is that right it's 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 part partly about the realities of the recognition of what happened to our ancestors during slavery Mm -hmm. both white people and black people right Mm -hmm. looking back at that history and reconciling with it knowing there is nothing you can do to change it other than change your present right all you can do is make sure that things are equal and better now, not mm-hmm. then, right? What's done is done. Like, yeah. that's one of the major themes of the book. And I don't understand why they would give that up for this show, especially in 2022 when we desperately need that reminder. <laughs> like, this is wild to me. Wild. Yeah. And then, like, Margaret comes by. No consequences for Dana being in Kevin's room, I guess, yet. We're, like, 10 minutes into the episode. I'm like, where's this bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is she? she you know she's mad. Point. You yeah. know she's salty. Like this version of Dana thinks she's so above everyone and everything. I know. Like, like Margaret has to tell her. So Margaret's sister comes mm-hmm. and has to tell her to like Mar- Margaret's like, go get us some tea. So Dana like goes up to Aunt Sarah and it's like, they need tea. Like it's not her job to get the tea. Like the book Dana was like, you know what? I'm on a plantation. I'm technically somebody's slave. I'm going to keep my head low, do yeah. my fucking work. At least I'm not in the fields. And call yep. it a fucking day. Meanwhile, this lady, every fucking five minutes, is like, eh, fuck this. Eh, I'm having a problem. Eh, this sucks. Eh, I'm a slave. It's like, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been here? <laughs> How many I months? Just, I can't imagine, like, being in this situation and, like, like, imagine I'm, like, if I myself was back in that time and had to be playing this type of role, like, 
I couldn't imagine being like, yeah, I know that you're making food for every single person on this entire plantation. But like, could you pause for a minute and do my job for me? Can like, you get me some hot water? Literally the easiest thing to do yeah. in this time period is put a fucking kettle. And then she touches the kettle and she's surprised it's hot. I'm like, it's in a fucking stove. I don't it's understand. It's in a fire. Why are surprised that it's hot? I don't understand. <laughs> like, have you never had an all metal pot that didn't have a real handle? Like, have you always been so privileged that that's never existed for you? Have you never put a fucking cookie sheet in the oven to bake yourself some Nestle's Toll House? And go, do you, you just reach in with your bare hand? Like, what's... like the most privileged uh, little Dana always apparently had a personal chef, so she doesn't do anything. Yo, it's it's killing me. Like, it's killing me it. how they're characterizing her, man. Like, even the most yeah. privileged person knows that a fucking oven and a stove is fucking hot. Like, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I just it is it is rough. Like, it's rough. And then yeah. like, so then Tom takes. I hope I'm not jumping ahead. Um, no, you're good. So we've got the situation where like Tom brings Luke, Kevin, and Rufus to like the and plot Nigel. of land. Oh, and Nigel to the plot mm-hmm. of land where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And like you're looking at this like barren wasteland. Yeah. And for some reason, these writers choose to have. Tom Whalen, mm-hmm. look at Kevin and his fucking eyeballs mm-hmm. and say, Luke was the closest thing I had to a brother growing up. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. my mind, I'm like, I have read so many books about slavery. Yeah. Up to and including, there's a children's book that my uncle bought me when I was a kid because he was like, you need to understand your history and how fucked up things were, but you're yeah. also a child. So here's a kid's book. And I think it's called in- Christmas in the Big House is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's about like how slave children were treated mm-hmm. back then when they were house slaves mm-hmm. and how there were certain people that weren't allowed in the house. And like, it's very much like a soft touch because it's for kids, mm-hmm. but like it talks about the realities of how things were back then for people. And I don't understand why Tom Whalen would refer to Luke as his sibling. Like there used to be whole ass mammies. That yeah. would nurse and raise the children of the home. Mm-hmm. Their children weren't siblings to these kids that were basically their kids, even yeah. though they like literally raised them and nursed them from their own breasts. Yeah. Like they were never called siblings, maybe friends, playmates, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. something like that. But like no one would ever confuse a white child for a black child. Like yeah. I- I've even read texts where they call slaves littermates. Where like multiple slaves are pregnant and have babies at the same time and they're called mm-hmm. litter mates. Like we're like like we were animals. What? So I don't understand where this guy is getting off saying it was the closest thing I had to a brother. Like yeah. what? And then it suggests that Luke came to this new estate with Tom, which is something I think we talked about last time. Yeah. It's like how I don't understand. Like, what is this? Like, did Luke come with Tom? I don't like I don't know. I don't know. So then like Like, I feel like this show is, like, trying to confuse classism for racism. Like, like he treats Luke like he's just poor. But Luke isn't poor. He's a slave. He works for you. Yeah. Like, he's the closest thing I had to a brother. I'm like... I just feel like this can't... I, I just... I don't know. I feel like this... The writers or whoever, like, went in with the red marker, either A 
is white and racist. B has never had a single slavery class ever. Or C is not American and does not understand the foundation of American slavery. Something. I don't know. It feels willful at this point, especially when you go back to the main house, right? You go back to the plantation Mm -hmm. and like, Margaret's sister is there, who doesn't have an Irish accent, by the way, for some reason. Yeah, why's the brother got the Irish accent? Jake. So later on, they call him they call him cousin, and I think in the book, I feel like they said brother in the book. I could be wrong. I'm not gonna like. I won't, you know, nitpick over that. But like, why is he so different, right? Like, why is he dirt poor? And like, Margaret's supposed to be poor. Margaret's not supposed to have money, but then her sister shows up and like looks all fancy and has this like beautiful dress, and then she's gossiping with Dana about Tom Whalen. Yeah. In what universe does a white woman gossip with a slave about her master? I don't know. I don't get it. What? (laughs) And then she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm a liberal. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ludicrous. 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 Like, I don't, what kind of revisionist history? Like, I don't understand. Like, Margaret's older sister, right? She objects to Tom's behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. But then like doesn't mind that Tom puts their cousin to work under a black slave. Sure. Yeah. Also, <laughs> okay. I have to mention I she said liberal thinkers, but isn't this pre party switch or do I just not understand the meaning of liberal? Because so, like, so Democrat and Republican used to mean inverted things. A Republican yeah. was a liberal and a Democrat was a was a conservative. Yeah, but does until liberal... like Kennedy, I think, for a long time. But li- like I liberal, I I'm not sure. I can't swear to that. Okay, but I, just... I feel like she would have said something like, "I've read abolitionist papers." Yeah, that would have been a smarter thing to say. Yeah, to like give give you the understanding that this lady is educated, but yeah. that also doesn't make sense because Margaret definitely does not come from a place that feels like that. So how this yeah. lady suddenly became so fucking open minded, I have no idea. I don't either. Like, it just, for me, it's, it seems, like, very modern to call someone, like, a liberal. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And so, it's just, that was strange for me. And then, like, her being like, yeah, my husband's a doctor, so we're rich and also, like, believe everyone's a human. And I'm like, I, I don't. Sure. I don't know. I don't we know why you're We still here. have racism in modern medicine, but, yeah, go yeah, off. Yeah, go off. Your husband in 1815 is so woke that he yeah. uh, likes black people and white people the same. Good for you. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. sure. And, and then you go and visit your sister's plantation because you're so comfortable with it. <laughs> so then we're in town. Yeah. And they go to a barber shop. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're in the barber shop. And I'm like, why are there black people that are barbers in this barber shop. Like that's a role that's like a higher up role. And they're all in like fancy clothes. And I'm like, are these like slaves didn't work in barber shops. Slaves did hard labor. Like yeah. white men would have done that job. Why are there slaves in this barber shop? So you take Kevin to a black barber shop in town, which I'm like, what? And then like, yeah. then there's like people of co- there's like black people in the street that are all wearing like finery. They're all wearing like top hats and like vests and like brocade and shit. And like all of them are talking and palling around with Nigel and they're all doing like their high fives and shit. And I'm like, so Tom Whalen would have been fine. Like anyone at this time would have been fine with their slave outside on the street being boisterous with other slaves, just lazing yeah. about doing absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, like that was an extremely gross and stereotypical way to view black people was lazy, right? Mm-hmm. Lazy is one of the things that that we that we've been called for centuries. 
mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's like the like the black sambo archetype, right? That we kind mm-hmm. of discussed black like harmful black stereotypes, you know, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. So like the sambo stereotype, part of that is that sambos are that they're they're shiftless. That's what that's what they're called, shiftless, right? They're lazy. They just sleep and eat all day, right? They just like lays about in the field and they're always trying to have a good time. They're always, you know, japing and stuff. Like, that's absolutely a negative stereotype. So the fact that, like, these, like, this group of black dudes are standing outside of a barbershop. Like, there are certain places in this country right now where perfectly free black men cannot congregate in one area or police roll by and go, what's this about? But sure, yeah, in sure. 1915, 1916, when we're slaves, we can absolutely just lay around in the fucking street and be chilling outside of a fucking barbershop and be barbers. I even looked it up. I got so incensed by this that I looked it up. I was like, what roles did slaves fill? before slavery ended and it was all industrial jobs it was like because because corporations also had slaves there were companies that owned slaves right like the the, the corporation themselves would be the slaveholder so like for example like cotton companies right they were they were they were slave masters that made their company that made built their companies on slave labor right Mm -hmm. which is why you still see people fighting like minimum wage and stuff like that right that's just a ripple effect of what used to be right Mm -hmm. like our whole thing with unionization and 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 labor laws like all of that came about because slavery ended and those Mm -hmm. people wanted to still get free labor out of people and white people started being affected and people were like well hold on if the white man's affected yeah we gotta we gotta gotta revisit this right like that's why all of that happened so Mm -hmm. the idea that like any of this is going on and like these white dudes are like yeah it's fine go ahead i'd completely trust you as a slave to shave my face like okay you trust me with a straight razor yeah yeah Yeah? okay cool let's roll the dice see what happens like are you kidding me by the point that that was all happening i was still like half asleep watching this so i didn't even notice like anybody else in this like freaking barbershop because i was like why are we here i was not paying attention i was scrolling through my phone (laughs) especially like freedmen and women right yeah there were definitely freedmen and women i'm not saying there were no freed black people that wouldn't have been walking around this many a not this many b Mm -hmm. certainly not in this white ass city they had their own areas that they would go to and that they would be in and then occasionally they'd have to go to white areas and have to deal with those people Mm -hmm. right like if Olivia can't get a fucking like a, a like a good break, if Olivia can't just like live her life as a freed woman back then, then mm-hmm. why is it suddenly different when you get to town? Like I don't, I don't think know. so. Dude. And then like if you're a slave owner, the last thing you want, and like Tom says this in a previous episode and in the book several times, I don't want my slaves consorting with freed people because mm-hmm. it's going to give them ideas. Yeah, freed people were like exercised from the area; they were mm-hmm. like cut off from other slaves. Because slaves would get the idea, you know what, if that person can be free, maybe I can be free. And then suddenly you have no control over your plantation. That's why you have to rule with a fucking iron fist, right? That's why Mm -hmm. families got sold off. That's why in the first chapter of the book or second chapter of the book, Mm -hmm. when Dana goes back in time, you know, the the second time and flees Rufus's house and gets to that fucking cabin in the woods, Mm -hmm. those white dudes fucking go for it because the man that they're chasing is still a slave, but Alice's mother is free. And like, that's a problem because it, it, it encourages ideas. So all of that was just absolute garbage. And it was very hard for me to watch. Like, yeah, I this these last two episodes that we're going to talk about, there's parts where I was just like barely paying attention because I'm like, I honestly, honestly don't feel like I need to pay attention much yep. because it's all it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's like none of this I feel like is amounting to anything. 
No. None of it makes sense. No. I don't understand why it's happening. No. I am just confused. And then, like, there's this whole thing where he's like, yeah, my barber comes. Or no, he's like, I guess he said something about his uh, the other guy that showed up. Mm-hmm. His He has a slave that's a, his barber. At home. At home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. So these aren't your slaves at this barbershop? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so confused. So then, like, they go for drinks after they're shaven. And, mm-hmm. like, Rufus drinks too much. And he's still 10 years old for whatever reason. And Tom tells him, go home. Nigel's going to take you home. Like, fuck this. I've had enough. Like, you're leaving. Yeah. So he kicks him out. And then, like, he's trying to, but before he does that, he's trying to get Rufus to, like, look at this big titty lady that's, like, serving drinks, which, like, no hate. Yeah. She had, she had a nice body. I get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. He's trying to, like, man, he's trying to man him up. He's trying to toughen him up, right? Yeah. Back then, men used to pay for their sons to go to prostitutes and stuff to, like, lose their virginity. So, like, I get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, his, that's a historical fact. Yeah. Um, people still do that <laughs> these days, yeah. I've heard. Like, I have friends that have had that experience. Um, what? Yeah, where their dad was like, you're 15, you need to toughen up. And was like, I'm going to leave you in this room with this mysterious woman you've never seen before. Like, yeah, people absolutely still do that to their children. That's... Which I don't understand. That's horrifying to me. Uh, but Good God. Okay. I can confirm. I know people this has happened to that are under 40. Um, what the hell? So like, yeah, yeah. So like. Later, later podcast. Uh, yes, later podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he has them leave. And then it's just mm-hmm. Kevin and. And Tom and Tom's like getting real close to the truth of Kevin and he just kind of keeps trying to pull it out of him. And Kevin is a fucking idiot. So he doesn't see that this guy is like trying to deconstruct his story. So he's like, hey, I've got a show I want to take you to. I was hoping Rufus would watch, but, you know, let's let's go to this show. So they go to a show in the basement of this bar. Yeah. And it's a whole bunch of like fancy highfalutin white dudes. And they bring a black man out who has tons of scars on his back from being whipped a million times Mm -hmm. and looks desperate as fuck in the face clearly has been mistreated for a long time right has some fresh wounds on him and they pour like moonshine or something down his throat and force him to drink the moonshine or whatever poison it is whatever it is they're trying to dose him with and then they're they're like the reason that the episode is called i believe jane Mm-hmm. Is because Jane is the name of the slave woman. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, every episode mm-hmm. has a woman's name attached to it because, like, it's like all of the women that get like horrifically fucking yeah. like brutalized in the show because the show is absolutely fetishizing, fetishizing black violence against black women. A thousand mm-hmm. percent fetishizes it. So they bring this lady Jane out of the back, which, like, again, not in the book, and. They're like, we're going to bet on how long it'll take the negress to be felled and had. So basically, they're expecting this black man to go crazy enough to beat her into submission and rape her in front of everybody. And that's the show that he wanted to show to his child. That's the show that he forces Kevin to watch. Like, they they cut away from most of it, but you Mm -hmm. see her get hit in the face and you hear her screams over and over again. Mm -hmm. And they sound increasingly desperate. And it's obvious that she's getting raped. And I'm like, why why is this such a heavy theme in this show? You could easily just talk about it. You could easily talk about somebody threatening it, right? You could do literally anything but show it. And instead, they fucking do this over and over again. Yet again, once more, a black person committing violence against another black person, a Mm -hmm. black man. A black man visiting sexual terror upon a black woman in the name of white people while white people look on and watch. And they're somehow absolved of it, right? Because it's not their fault. They're not the yeah. ones that are hurting this lady. It's this, is- it's, this, it's this buck or whatever they fucking refer to him as. 
I just don't understand that this is the only thing, like the only terror we're experiencing as slavery. I don't understand. Like, like, it's now we've had two rape scenes. Yep. At least. And then and and inferred ones with Winnie. Yeah. And yeah, multiple others that have been talked about. Yep. But like, that is the only violence receding. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't like it. And it makes me uncomfortable. And it's like, the thing is, is like, if I, you know, if you had these scenes, but you still had all of the other violence in it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. They just want to show how they want to deepen it. Right. They want to deepen because it's not like those things didn't happen. Right. I freely admit, like you look in history books, those things absolutely existed. Mm -hmm. Totally. Right. The fact that this is the only thing that's happening yeah fuck that like yeah fuck that no no white person has done violence directly to a black person at this point mm-hmm. in the show other than maybe a couple of slaps and i'm just like what what are you trying to say yeah right like what are you trying to say and then you've got a super like almost deranged mm-hmm. privileged black woman at the heart of the show at the core of the show right who is visiting torture and violence on other people without owning up to it oh that wasn't my fault celeste died that wasn't my fault um yeah it was it was yeah. absolutely your fucking fault. If you hadn't opened your fucking mouth and you hadn't interfered, right? And you had just stood there and allowed things to happen, which is honestly the point of the book, as we just discussed, mm-hmm. right? It would have been hard for you to watch, but you would have been the only person truly suffering because Winnie had already made peace with what was happening to her and was trying to make the best out of the absolute worst situation possible. Like she yeah. found herself able to accept Tom into her bed. So after the first few times that it was rape, she was like, you know what? If it's this or living in the fucking mud and working the fields, I'd rather have this. Yeah. So I'll do whatever it is that, that it takes. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. I'll be quiet. And is that awesome? Absolutely not. But does it at yeah. least give her a little bit of agency? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. It gives her the tiniest shred of dignity. Whereas this gives nobody, no black woman has any dignity in this show. Not a single fucking black woman has integrity other than Olivia. That's it. Nobody else yeah. has any integrity whatsoever. They're either fighting on behalf of the master and the white man they're accepting the plight that's given to them, but then fighting against people that are trying to help them yeah. or they think they're fucking better than everybody. And they're actively sabotaging other black people. Like it's disgusting. And it's, it's, it just, it continuously pisses me off that it's just so untrue to actual yep. history. Like yep. why? It's harmful. why it's harmful. Like I thought like, so I have feelings about Hamilton um yeah that's fair a lot of feelings about hamilton uh it's, i know it's not a book but if you ever have a hamilton podcast i would love to be on it um <laughs> uh i have a lot of feelings about that because that too is revisionist history mm-hmm. what i like about that is that they go this is revisionist history and then they start their play right yeah. like they don't have to they should do more to yeah. to really drive home that it's revisionist history because there are a lot of white people out there that i have seen that i have caught using hamilton plot lines as like real history and i'm like nah bro no 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 no, no. musical by lin-manuel miranda you're not thinking about actual history right like that's embarrassing for them right there are people out there who believe what they're being sold in that musical but what sucks about this is that this is trying to tell you that it is real this is trying to show you hey this is how bad it was but instead they just circumvent that and like instead like drive home how like ugly black people can be like somehow i'm like why is this show about how like black people are mean to each other like that's literally my takeaway from the show yeah white people were there but it was mostly black people being terrible yeah and then it's all like oh look at how hard these white people have it like the entire time so then margaret like dashes her drink in dana's face as the comeuppance 
This yeah. tea is not hot enough. Throws it in her fucking face, right? Like, fuck you. Go get me another tea. Dana looks her in her eyes and gives her an evil look. She doesn't get beat for staring this white woman in her eyes, even though we've already discussed that people get beat for staring white people in their eyes in this time period. Yes. Margaret's sister looks horrified, which I'm like, sure, you're super horrified that your sister fucking threw some fucking brown water in this lady's face. Get out of here. Yeah, right? Okay. There are worse things. There are worse things than getting a little damp. Okay, yeah. right? Fucking Dana goes back. At fucking Sarah's like, oh, tea wasn't hot enough. Like, it's happened to her before. Right? Just dumb. Yeah. Just bullshit. Right? Then, like, Dana comes back. Margaret's out of the room. Fucking Dana tells Margaret her entire, like, backstory, basically. Not that she's from the future, but just, like, about Rufus and, and Tom and Kevin. Right? Like, shows her entire hand. Oh, I have to be here. No, for, that's for... This first. Oh, Rufus that's right. Home. That's when they try to leave. Okay. Yeah. 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 Part out. We'll, 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 it's fine. We'll come right back to it, though, in yeah, a second. We're almost um, there. <laughs> so, like, Tom sells Luke. Yep. That's what happens before that. Yep. They like Kevin is clearly distressed by this show that they're watching in this basement. Yeah. Gets the heebie-jeebies big time. Yeah. Freaks out and is like, we got to go. We got it. We got to leave. And Tom's like, oh, yeah. Okay, fine. I see you're squeamish. Let's go. You, he like insinuates he doesn't have the stomach for it. So then like they yeah. get on the road. He's like, where's Luke? Because Kevin stopped to like worry about Luke. And Luke was like, don't worry about me. It's not doing me any fucking favors. Right. Out of nowhere, Luke is sold. Out of nowhere. Like, there's no scene that I saw. I could have been tuning this out because it's been very hard to watch. So, there like, was a scene. Okay, alright. So, basically, what happens was the guy that said he had a slave at a home that does, yeah, that does his yeah. hair um, said, yeah, your guy is getting a shoe shined like a white man. Blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. That's who he sells Luke to, is that guy. There we go. Yeah, because he yeah. thinks he's too good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, that, that, guy, uh, your, your slave is something special or something. That's what he says. And he's like, oh, special. Here you go. Like gives him. But so this is what I'm saying. So this strange white dude is like, he's special because he's getting a shoe shine like a white man. I'm like, even if this white guy thought it was a novelty, no white man would ever look at him like that because he'd be like, you think you're fucking too good. Yeah. The word uppity is something that people have used for black people since like the 1700s right 1600s uppity is like you think you're better than everybody kind of thing mm -hmm. and like it's something that people will still use today somebody called me uppity one time and i was like hr right now like i did not know that that's yeah. where that came from yeah it's bad um there's yeah. actually a joke about it on the office mm -hmm. one time michael scott calls stanley uppity and stanley's like what the fuck did you say to me like there's like a moment where he's like yeah. he's real uppity and then stanley's like what and then michael scott goes i'm talking about dwight like immediately pivots like i'm not talking about you stanley don't worry about it because he realizes his mistake yeah but like an uppity negress an uppity negro is what mm -hmm. they would call and, th and then you'd have to break them of course of their uppityness <sighs> by beating the shit out of them until they were like not a person anymore mm -hmm. and then build them back up again so that they would comply and do what you wanted. Right. The same way you would with a horse, basically. Yeah. A horse bucks you off of it. You don't get rid of the horse. You beat it into submission until it's broken and does what you want because it's so afraid to live. So like, that's the reality, right? So the idea that this man would be like, yeah, I want your slave that doesn't know his place. Give him to me. I, yeah. I would relish the challenge. Like, no, that would no. never fucking happen. No. So like, I, I was wondering, I was too distracted by the black guys outside is what it was. Because I was like, why are they outside just chilling? Like, Yeah, I was just listening at this point because yeah. I was like writing 
notes and then I was scrolling on my phone because I'm like, I don't care anymore. So so what's so funny about yeah. this show acting like Luke not having a shoe, sh- Luke getting a shoe shine like a white man wasn't a big deal. The thing that's so fucking crazy is like just a couple of days ago, the rap group Outcast, mm-hmm. they posted a picture online that's like a teaser for their new album because they've been working on new music and mm-hmm. it's a huge deal. Outcast hasn't had a new album in forever, right? People are like losing their minds. Yeah. Big Boy and Andre 3000 got into a fight. They weren't working together, weren't speaking for a minute. So like it's a big deal that they're coming back, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this brand new picture of the two of them, right? That's supposed to be controversial and it is. So the picture is like a double wide. It looks almost like a gatefold of an album because it's a longer picture. Mm-hmm. And on it shows two black models, two black woman models mm-hmm. that are fully nude and like kind of draped with this fabric. Mm-hmm. And they're holding these like crystal things that make it look like it kind of makes it look like they're both light fixtures, like they're chandelier fixtures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous image. Um, the, the the coloring and everything is absolutely beautiful. So there's one on each side mm-hmm. and then there's a shoe shine booth in the middle mm-hmm. that has two seats or three seats, I think. The center seat is empty. Mm-hmm. There are two white men shining shoes, and the men that are getting their shoes shined are Big Boy and Andre 3000. So in 2022, it is still considered subversive for a black man to get a shoe shine, so much so that it is in this picture mm-hmm. of one of the most subversive rap groups of all time, right? Like, they subverted all kinds of stereotypes, especially Andre 3000, mm-hmm. right? Like, they are a hip hop group that has always kind of pushed the envelope. So the fact that they think this is pushing the envelope in 2022, but this show is trying to tell you that it's fine for a black slave to get a shoe shine in 1816 is like, I saw it and I just, I sh- my brain shut down. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I had literally just seen this picture earlier in the day before watching this okay. episode. Tell me if I'm crazy, because I feel like I remember something like this happening during segregation where a black man tried to get his shoes shined and like, it like caused like an entire yeah riot that happened right like i'm not making I'm pretty that up. sure yeah like i mean honestly there were a, there were numerous situations like that because it's mm-hmm. sh- again uppity mm-hmm. it showed that black people thought that they were equal mm-hmm. and there were people who were like no you're not you're a negro you'll always be beneath us and there are still people who feel that way yeah like look at the britney griner thing people are like oh so you went to go get her because you're woke you guys traded her because she's black and a woman and queer. And, you know, obviously yeah. she's what worth more than the white man. There's a white male journalist in prison. Like, like the extradition would have been the same for both of them. Like their crimes yeah. and what they're being held for are even close to being similar. Like there were any options whatsoever. Like, no, no. Like all I'm saying is if you want a closer adaptation of Kindred, I would highly recommend going and watching, um, what is that? The the Gerard Way uh, movie when Allison goes back in time. Oh, uh, yes. Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. I feel so like that that holds up all of the actual markers of the time period, mm-hmm. all the unpleasantness of the time period, and then gives their heroine the 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 agency yeah right, advocates for her mm-hmm. to make change right and is she able to make huge change no does she make incremental change mm-hmm. yes was there already incremental change happening at that time yes and that's why she's able to affect this world because yeah. she knows that dr king is out there she knows malcolm x is out there she mm-hmm. knows that like the ball is already rolling yeah so all she's doing is making sure the ball is rolling where she's at right exactly that's awesome perfect like, example perfect better, example yes better interpretation of yes. what octavia butler would have wanted 
absolutely in there than this. Hold on and watch. I'm looking at the photo you sent me. This is actually a beautiful photo. When you said it was yeah. very um, controversial, I was very scared about what you were about to tell me about this photo because I don't know who Outcast is. Okay, yeah. yeah. Are so, they the one that sings Hey Ya? Yes, hey. yes, they are. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that song. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yes. That's okay. I don't know any band groups or singers' names. Like, I know yeah. their song, but I don't yeah. know any names. I'm very bad with names. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that is controversial in <laughs> 2022, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are we doing in this show? Mm-hmm. I don't. <sighs> I don't. <laughs> Lots of sighs on this podcast. Yeah. Lots of sighing. <laughs> the barely bookish sigh cast. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> someone uh, cuts all of my sighing and just puts it together, that'll be pretty good. Put it to the beat oh of God. a good song. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> sighing supercut. Yeah. I want it like, you know, when um they like make one word sound like an entire song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to happen with all of my sighing for this. Put it to a good song, though. Oh, my God. So like, put it to that, hey yeah by Outcast now because it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know. It's someone's so got good, good technology for it. So good. That's fan art if I ever heard of it. Um, <laughs> so then Lucas sold. Kevin's like, wait, Lucas sold, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like go back to the plantation or whatever. And then we cut to, um. I guess these scenes kind of take place simultaneously, right? Like, yeah, it's all like them in the woods, and then like the conversation with Margaret and Dana. Back yeah, at, back yeah, the yeah. House. So Margaret and Dana and uh, May, Margaret's sister, back mm-hmm. at the house. Dana realizes, like May, May tells Margaret, like you got to leave him. Like this boy yeah. came back, he's drunk again. You told me he already died. He almost already almost died from alcohol poisoning, which we know was actually the cake. But he yeah. almost already died, right? He was he's drinking too young. He's going to grow up shiftless and, and and shitty just like his fucking dad. Like you got to get him out of here. So Margaret's yeah. like fuck that. I'm leaving. She packs a bag. Dana runs out of the house screaming at the top of her lungs to stop them from leaving. Throws herself in front of the horse and carriage. Like could not have given 3 fucks about Rufus 5 minutes ago, but is yeah. now like he can't leave. And in my mind I'm like, let him go. Yeah. Like there's never a moment in the book where he can go. Like if he goes, maybe that ends her purview. Maybe she goes back to her time and is just a different person. Like she doesn't know what's going to happen and yeah. she clearly doesn't care enough about herself to like even manage because she's shitty and alienates herself from an entire fucking family. So like why this woman even gives a shit if she goes back home, she has nothing waiting for her there. Yeah. Right. Like she has nothing to tether her, at least in the book. She had Kevin. She has nothing to tether her to that world whatsoever. Mm -hmm. All her family is completely dead. Her mom is back in this time. Her dad is gone. Like she has no reason to return to the future. They completely overwrote all of that. Right. So she's like running after the fucking wagon and shit. She tells Margaret her entire hand, hey, I'm from the future. Hey, I'm the person who fucking saved Rufus when he was a baby. Hey, I'm the person who saved Rufus when he was drowning. It's my job to save him and make sure that he's safe. I'm his guardian angel, right? Basically Mm -hmm. lays out every single card that she has. And Margaret's like, you're the fucking devil. What she thought was going to happen, I could not tell you. Everybody back then thought everything was the devil. A fucking dog that farted on a Sunday was the fucking devil for some people back then. Like, like everything was the devil. So why this woman would think that this is going to go over well. Like she has no concept of the future. Margaret Whalen is an idiot, right? If you were going to say that to anybody, Tom Whalen would have been a better fucking person to say it to. Right. And then you're also fucking giving this woman 
a statement of your of your of your like ability as well right yeah because now you're not just saying oh hey i'm i belong to master kevin right now you're saying well not only am i a witch but in in addition (laughs) to being a witch Uh right i also am responsible for your child's life or death Mm -hmm. which like is not the fucking flex that she thinks it is. If you're responsible for someone's life, that means you're also responsible for their death. And that's yeah. the first thing Margaret Whalen thinks of. You're not going to yeah. kill my baby, yep. right? I'm taking him away. I'm like, yep. this is so fucking stupid. This so is the stupid. dumbest shit. She goes out back to Jake. They're taking Master Rufus away. You got to get him. Help, Jake. And Jake's just like, mind, mind your, your business. business. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, how is she saying this to this man? We can't decide how this man is treated. Is he worse than a slave? Is he better than a slave? What's the story here? Yeah. He works for Tom, but has no problem undercutting him. Like, what? What? I don't know. What? what? I want someone to just please, for the love of God, make an animated version of this, like, book. Just, <laughs> I I don't know how you're going to do it, but for some reason in my head, I feel like this is more achievable. Maybe. Yo. Like I uh But like I I don't care what you have to do. I just found out that there's an anime version of Anne of Green Gables. And if Anne of Green Gables yes. can get an anime version, this deserves it. <laughs> I I don't care if it's like slightly more hyped up and like scary what you have to change, but I need something to watch that's better than this version. It's really bad, and I'm so upset about it. Like, yeah, fucking Kevin gets left in the woods by Tom Whalen because he finally realizes that he's not who he seems. He's like, you don't know how to ride a horse. You don't know how yeah. to fucking do anything of this time. Like, you are not a man of this time. It's really obvious to me. You've got these, like, you're you're just a weirdo. Like, you fucking love your slave. And Tom's like, yeah. I mean, Kevin's like, yeah, but you loved Winnie. And he's like, I I would never love a slave. Five minutes ago, Luke was your brother. Yeah. But you could never love a slave. It's They're not like, capable of it. Why is Kevin so... Or not Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's so stupid that he's like, yeah, let me pick a fight with Tom right now when Tom's in a very vulnerable position. Like, Tom just sold someone he just mentioned as being, like, basically his brother. Yep. Just sold him. Just sent his son home. Yep, and to his, make a point. To make a point. Is yep. currently testing you. And you think now is the greatest time alive to fight with him when you are not even at his home. You're nowhere near Dana. You have no way of getting back there. No idea where you are. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, let me, let me fight with Tom right now. Like I would shut the fuck up. Yep. Make sure I get back there. Get to yep. Dana and be like, we gotta go. I would have said whatever was necessary, dude. Yeah. If, if it, if, if, if I were in a reverse situation where like I had to sell my partner out, I'd be like, Jason will forgive me. He'll understand. Yeah. Right. Like Piper will come around. I'll tell them exactly what happened. And they'll both be like, you know what? You made the right choice because you're alive and you're here and I don't hold it against you. Like no person that loves you is going to be like, how dare you not declare your love to this racist man? Literally, (laughs) literally. Like I would have lied through my teeth just to get back to Dan who? Yeah. I don't know him. Don't know him. him. I don't know him. (laughs) I never seen him before in my life. Yeah. Knowing if, if I, as long as I knew Daniel is at home 
safe. I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Let's, you know, let's just go back there though. I like think I love something. We should probably just yep. go back. Get the fuck out of this house. Get yep. out of the house. You know go what? He was being real wily earlier. Let me check on him. Make sure yeah, he doesn't do any of that running away. You know, yeah, like, you know, we, you know. We, we slave owners have stuff we gotta, you know, you gotta check in on people. Time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I would have done, dude. I would have fucking faked it till I made it. Literally. And like, so then the show is like, even though he's in the wild, like the wilderness of fucking of Baltimore, he mm-hmm. somehow finds his way back to Olivia's cabin. No, sure. no, he's sure. been there once. Keep in sure. mind, he's not like Dana. He's only been there the one time. Yep. But he's like, I don't have a compass on my extra dead iPhone or anything. Yeah. Let me just follow the stars and follow the North Star. Okay, well, that's not yeah. going to take you to the cabin. That's just yep. going to take you north, bro. Like, What? Kicks him off the horse, too. So he's got to walk all of that on foot in the dark in the forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are people who have whole ass maps and compasses that get lost in the forest in exactly. the night. He's like, oh, this very convenient strip uh, highway that I'm on. I'm sure <laughs> no one else will come across me. Let me. I'm going to follow the dirt road. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so then, stupid. like, he gets, he gets to Olivia's house. Olivia's like, oh, I got to go get Dana. Right? Yeah. I'm like, Sure, the show is fucking off the rails at this point. I'm yeah. just like, I don't even. I mean, I'd get it. Like, if you're a um, parent, I can be like understanding. Yeah, let me run in there. Uh, yeah. Consequences be damned. Sure, you know? but not this lady. Yeah. And then, like, he's there alone with Alice. That's now sudden. Who suddenly now has a name, and is wielding a shotgun and is important. <laughs> out of nowhere. after he lets Winnie out, he lets Winnie out. He's like, Listen. yeah, you're still here. Listen, Listen. <laughs> like. Why is Winnie so, still like, there? Especially because in, in that, because I think that like there was no way to get her out. She was always going to stay there. Dana lied to Kevin because Kevin's like, are you sure you don't know where Winnie is? You should just return her. Like, just yeah. return her. And Dana swore up and down, looked him in his fucking eyes and was like, nope, I don't know where she went. She's long gone. That's yeah. why, because she lied oh, to okay. him. So I'm like, he's not even mad that she lied. Like, this is a pretty big fucking lie. Yeah. It's going to hurt everybody, right? Yeah. So like that shit with Winnie was fucking off the rails. And then like Tom comes home. And he's drunk mm-hmm. and he summons Dana. And I'm like, so they're going to have Tom proposition Dana instead of Rufus propositioning Dana. I guess. Like what is happening? And then he calls, he's like, he t- he's talking to Dana and he's like, why would you even want that minstrel? So I'm Thomas like, okay. Jefferson who? Like <laughs> Gaff, a minstrel. So number one, I get uh-huh. it. A minstrel, right. To anybody who likes medieval shit, mm-hmm. a minstrel is like a bard, right? A traveling yeah. musician is a minstrel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But at this time, minstrelsy was, again, a negative stereotype of black people, right? Mm -hmm. Minstrels were people who were considered unserious, Mm -hmm. right? Fucking jackanapes. Like, people who are very um, kind of like fly by the seat of their pants. Mm -hmm. And a minstrel show was a show that either black people would put on, right? Slaves would put on for their white owners, or Mm -hmm. later on, it was a show of blackface, was a minstrel show, right? It was like dressing up in blackface and acting like a black person and doing like weird shit as a black person. So like minstrel at this time meant something very different. So for him to call Kevin a minstrel, for me, I was like, the people who are writing this don't even like know their history. They haven't read a single history book, apparently. Like, what are you talking about a minstrel? Like, he would never call him that. He would call him a musician because that's what he was, right? Mm -hmm. That's what he is. And like, 
Tom is like going hard at Dana, like trying to fucking like convince her that like she needs to be with him. And then like shit talking her when she's like talking about how she belongs to Mr. Kevin. And like the conversation gets like really gross and weird. And like, he gets really upset that she's like saying no to him. And I'm like, since like they never set up that he had eyes for Dana. Never. Yeah. Especially because in the book, Tom is kind of grossed out by Dana because she can read and she's like, looks like a man because she has really short hair and tom is like i don't know what you see in her like tom is just like ew right like tom would never go for dana like that he does not understand what kevin sees in dana at all right other than the fact that he's like he makes a joke about how obedient she must be to him Mm -hmm. because that's the only reason he would have her yeah because she's not even pretty like the thomas jefferson moment if i've ever seen one seriously like it was nuts i am so like so you're telling me that dana's gonna get raped by tom whalen and then possibly raped by rufus later i don't understand so like then he's like stepping towards her she's stepping back i can't remember how it gets broken up because i was so incensed i was just furiously typing notes at this point yeah and then we get to the next scene which is like kevin trying to chase winnie and winnie like using a knife to try and get what she wants right i don't even know how that scene ends i couldn't tell you i I don't know it like hard cut away she's like give me your clothes and he was like uh and then a hard cut away and then he, so he goes up. back to the cabin. Fucking Alice has a fucking gun in her hand. Right? For no reason. Lo- what a queen. First of like, all. It's like 10 years old. Shotgun. <laughs> so then like we flash back to we flash back over to Dana in the cookhouse with Aunt Sarah. And Aunt Sarah's like taking st- no, in the house. She's in the house. Yeah. That's upstairs. who I think right. So she's upstairs. She brings Dana food. Mm-hmm. And Dana's like, I'm not eating that. Like, she's afraid that Aunt Sarah's going to poison her now. Honestly, fair, though, because, like, Sarah's poisoned everybody in this house. Right, but I'm like, if, I'm like, but if Tom Whalen knows that Aunt Sarah wields poison, because Tom is the reason that Aunt Sarah brings Dana food, because Tom is like, hey, go feed her. She needs some food. I'm going to, like, keep working on her. It's kind of, like, implied that he wants to keep working on her. Yeah. So he has Aunt Sarah bring her food so that she can be strong to serve him the following day. Mm -hmm. And, like, Aunt Sarah brings the food. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Tom doesn't know Aunt Sarah poisoned him. Yeah. Or she wouldn't still be alive, right? He thinks it was Winnie. So, like, why does Dana think that Aunt Sarah is poisoning her if she was sent by Tom? Sarah and then Aunt Sarah's food, talking. I, guess. I don't know. But still, like, what, 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 what? Lots of stretches. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then, like, and then she's, like, stepping toward Dana, and Dana keeps stepping back like she's terrified of Aunt Sarah. And Aunt yeah. Sarah has this really menacing vibe, like she's going to cause her harm. Yeah. And then she fucking looks her in her face. Right. She says something. Aunt Sarah says something about how Luke got what he deserved, which I'm like, Aunt Sarah would never fucking say that. All of her children have been sold off and her husband. And she says Luke got what he deserved. Fucking no. no. Never in a thousand years would she say that. Number one. And then number two, Dana is looking at her, like sizes her up, backs up so far that she's like on the bed at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. She's terrified for her life by this slight built fucking tall, skinny fucking black lady, which Mm -hmm. like. She looks, she's built like a willow tree. I don't know why anybody would be scared of her. Yeah. But she like rolls up on Dana and gets all in Dana's face. And Dana like sizes her up and like stares at her and is like, I thought you weren't even allowed in the house. And pulls like, you know, like what the f- Like pulls like the, the fucking outside slave card. I'm like, what? Time out. First of all, Dana's way too dark to be working in the house in the first place. All right. Yeah. So literally pot calling kettle black literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay number one and then number two you're gonna be like why are you in the house yeah to which on sarah's like well the reason i'm not in the house is gone and dana's like margaret and that's like the end of the scene i'm yeah. like it just doesn't make sense 
I like it's it's almost funny if it weren't so fucking offensive. Yeah. Like it would be hilarious if it weren't mm-hmm. so so offensive. Yo. Oh, and then I, don't, I think that's how it ends. I don't know. No, we got the scene of Dana over like fucking eavesdropping on Kevin or not Kevin, Tom and Jake mm-hmm. talking about Margaret being gone. And her head is like fully in the door. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, I don't have you never eavesdropped before? Idiocy. Idiocy. Like, oh my god. And then we have that. Uh and then Oh no! Uh, we got into par- chap- episode eight a little bit. Winnie mm-hmm. had just ran. Oh, that's right. We just the previous episode where Winnie had just run. Sorry, yeah, about that. that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter. The storyline's so fucked up. Nothing makes sense. Who anyway. gives a shit? Yeah, yeah man, whatever. Like- <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. That's where that episode ends. The next episode we have is going to finish up the rest of this series. It's gonna be a lot. But after this series, I can promise we're going to get into some fun interview with a vampire thing. So it'll all be worth it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Please and you'll get Candace again. So it's going to be great. Hang in there. <laughs> it's going to be fine. We're holding your hand. We watched it so you don't have to. That's it. Yep. And if for some reason you do want to watch it just to hate watch it, just recognize that it's it's bad. Yep. It's real bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like I... And if they put a season two out, I might hate watch it just because at this point, like, this is so off the rails. And I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, what yeah. are you going to try and do to fix this? Agree. If you want to hate watch season two, should it come to that? I will be back. Okay. Because I just, I need, I I kind of want to know, but like, I yeah. would not be displeased if they don't do a season two. Like, I'd kind of be thankful because at least I'd be, I'd be so it. grateful. <laughs> if they did season two, I would, part of the reason I'd watch it is to, is to see if maybe like season one was like handheld by some white people that like didn't yeah. know what the fuck they were saying or doing. And then season two, they're like, you know what? We trust you. Yeah. Go ahead and tell your story. And then it's better. But yeah. I don't know. I highly doubt that. I highly doubt it too. But <laughs> I highly doubt that. Hopeful. I don't know. I don't understand how you can show torture on American Horror Story on FX. Like all kinds of weird shit. People get their eyeballs ripped out. People getting eviscerated. Entrails flowing all over the floor. But you can't give an accurate portrayal of slavery. I'm saying, like, it's absolutely white fragility. Like it, it's a hundred and ten percent white fragility. Yeah. If a white person is harming another white person, that's fine. If a white if a black person's harming another black person, that's fine. If a white person's harming a black person, no. That's Literally. apparently where we draw the line here. Literally. I'm like, just at this point, being accurate would have been less offensive. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's so sad. That's so sad. It's so sad. It's so fucked up. <sighs> Yep. There's another yeah. uh, sighing sound bite for you all. There you go. But <laughs> we will catch you all in the next episode. Candace, where can the people of the internet find you and the stuff you're working on? You can find me at that Candace girl over on Twitter and at Candace the Magnificent on Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, I am a TTRPG performer, voice actor, and a musician. Um, I stream on Twitch. I do video games and ukulele concerts and Lego builds, and I do TTRPGs live on Twitch. Um, please definitely follow me on those platforms to check out the stuff that I'm doing if any of that interests you. Yeah, and just be here next week. I sure will. Woohoo! And we'll <laughs> catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.